Now, let's just check on life in America, shall we? Um, we can learn so much from what's going on over there. And a load of information coming out of the United States in the last few minutes on international matters and domestic matters. So let's go to Washington, D.C. live and call on Simon Marks, who's joining us for this conversation. Um, talking of COVID matters, um, Simon, another milestone has been passed in the USA today. Yes, it has. Uh, we were, of course, expecting it. It was tragically inevitable, but the United States has now become the first country in the world to record more than a million lives lost to COVID-19. At five o'clock this morning here, just a couple of hours ago, uh, President Biden uh, issued a statement uh, from the White House saying today we mark a tragic milestone, one million lives lost to COVID-19, one million empty chairs around the dinner table, each and irreplaceable loss, each leaving behind a family, a community and a nation forever changed because of this pandemic. Uh, he sends his support and comfort to those who are grieving. And then he says, as a nation, we must not grow numb to such sorrow. To heal, we must remember, we must remain vigilant against this pandemic and do everything we can to save as many lives as possible as we have with more testing vaccines and treatments than ever before. And he renews his call on Congress uh, to provide uh, the administration with additional funding uh, to battle COVID-19. That's a big legislative battle between uh, Congress and the White House that is currently underway. Uh, I mean, what we don't know is whether that's it. And the written statement is going to be uh, President Biden's uh, only uh, intervention on this or whether he's going to address it personally. Uh, the White House did say, yesterday, because obviously the numbers were pretty clear. We, we knew earlier in the week we were closing in on a million lives lost and indeed by some counts actually the country surpassed the one million figure uh, over the weekend. What we don't know is whether there's any kind of address or comments that are going to be made. Uh, very unclear while President Biden insists we must not grow numb to such sorrow. I mean there are public health uh, analysts out there uh, who just in the last couple of days have been arguing that the country has indeed become numb to such sorrow and uh, some are suggesting that as many as uh, 200 to 300 lives may have been lost unnecessarily uh, because of the political pushback the in various parts of the country primarily uh, from Donald Trump supporting Republicans against vaccines, against face mask mandates, uh, this sort of absolute insistence that American freedoms uh, must uh, be paramount uh, over and above uh, prudent public health measures uh, but certainly uh, an absolute tragedy for the country and of course it's not over yet because we're in the middle of a fresh surge in uh, new infections from coast to coast. Uh, the numbers of fatalities have only just started to ebb upwards uh, and only in, in a very small uh, degree uh, but it's absolutely apparent that this is by no means the final death toll and of course the World Health Organization was arguing uh, just a few days ago uh, that the number of fatalities, not just in the United States, but around the world, may be many millions higher uh, because it believes there has been substantial underreporting and undercounting taking place in various parts of the world. Uh, let's just talk about something. I must admit, uh, uh, it's a news to me. We've heard about sort of supply chain problems um, and, of course, the cost of energy, things like fuel to go in our cars and trucks. But America's got something of a diesel 
crisis. What's going on there, Simon? Yeah, absolutely massive diesel crisis. I mean, it's, I have to say it's news to me, although I did notice the last time that I filled the car up with very expensive petrol or comparatively expensive petrol here in the United States, uh, that the price of diesel was almost the same as the price of petrol, which of course is unusual because the price of diesel is always substantially lower than the price of petrol. And now you have a variety of figures here uh, warning that there is a massive diesel supply shortage coming and some of them have been warning uh, for many months that this is coming almost sort of shouting into the into the silence. Uh, this is a, a crisis that predates the war on Ukraine. It's going to be very difficult for the administration to call it Vladimir Putin's price rise when it comes uh, to diesel. Uh, it relates to a, a massive shortage in refinery capacity, uh, to the fact that the transportation sector particularly, and not just uh, public transport and, and uh, demand for jet fuel, uh, but literally the transportation of goods, uh, trucks and delivery services, uh, has recovered, uh, has been sort of the leading edge of the recovery uh, to COVID-19. And also uh, there is, with the surging uh, desire to pump more petrol, to get more petrol refined, uh, there is a much uh, um, narrower uh, price advantage to refineries uh, to refine diesel versus gasoline the start you know regular old unleaded petrol uh, and so this is leading to a massive surge and warnings of a substantial shortage in the availability uh, of diesel throughout the summer here some analysts suggesting it has uh, a potential to impact uh, summer travel because jet fuel they argue is going to start running short but it's also really uh, anxieties about what it does to inflation and uh, the additional damage that it will bring to the supply chain crisis if there isn't diesel to fill the trucks to move the goods sure. at a time when there's already a shortage of uh, goods and critical elements in the supply chain. So this is a massive issue. We've heard nothing from the Biden administration about it at all so far, but it is sure to come to uh, the attention of the president via a reporter at some point in the next few days and is poised only to add to his energy price woes. Now, not... And well, energy of a different sort, really, for the youngsters. What about baby formula? You've got a problem with that, I think. Well, enormous. And this is another problem that has suddenly sort of burst into the public consciousness this week as pharmacies and supermarkets across the country are exhibiting bare shelves uh, in many parts of the country now rationing the availability uh, of baby formula. And again, the industry has been warning about this for weeks. Back in February, uh, Abbott Nutrition, which is the nation's largest producer of baby formula had to recall three varieties of formula because uh, some children were uh, getting sick, uh, suffering from bacterial infections uh, owing to what appears to have been a problem uh, in uh, the processing of that baby formula. Uh, at the time, industry analysts said this is going to be a big problem because there are only a, a certain number of factories that produce formula uh, in the United States and they can't uh, just flip a switch and start doubling and tripling the amount of formula they produce. Well, indeed, this is now a political problem for the White House. And yesterday, uh, as parents all over the country have started to experience enormous difficulties in getting their hands on the stuff, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre uh, uh, addressed the crisis aboard Air Force One. Ensuring that infant form formula is safe and available for families across the country is a top priority to the White House and, and this administration. We know that Abbott's 
uh, voluntary recall of infant formula products has led to uh, some Americans being unable to access infant formula and other critical medical food supply. Uh, this is an urgent issue that the FDA, as you all know, and the White House is working 24-7 to address. So reporters then pressed her and asked her, OK, if the White House is working 24-7 on this, who at the White House is actually helming this operation? Who's the White House point person on this operation? And she was completely unable to answer the question, uh, which uh, sort of undercut her insistence that the White House was taking this terribly seriously and working to resolve it. Uh, they are coming under massive public pressure over this. Uh, it is going to contribute, I suspect, in various parts of the country to the downward pressure on Joe Biden's approval ratings. And they must, by now, be feeling somewhat assailed at the White House by cascading problems. Price inflation, a million COVID deaths, uh, a shortage of baby formula, an imminent shortage coming uh, of diesel, along, of course, with the necessity uh, of, of uh, handling the crisis in Ukraine. I mean, it must at the moment feel like triage inside that building, day after day, crisis after crisis besetting them. A live update from Simon Marks in Washington, D.C. Thank you very much indeed, Simon. Speak to you same time tomorrow.